ABCs, where we are freezing as we cover every song from 7 to Y. Why are we so cold? You left us out here in the cold for so long <laughs> that we just didn't feel right knocking on the door. After that big fight that we had at the food party last week, yeah. you stormed off, and you, you did let us know how you really felt about it. We followed you home and just stood there because we didn't want to knock on the door. But you opened the door for us and let us back in. So we're glad that you rejoined us after the fools that we were last week. You trusted us with your feelings and we dashed them to the rocks. We're sorry. Thank you for letting us back in. So so we could discuss this week's song, Footprints. That was intense. <laughs> for, the, for those who, of you who don't know the song, let's listen to a snippet. I followed footprints in the snow. Never knowing if I was right behind you Looking down, no one would know I wasn't walking hand in hand beside you So, as you heard, we have with us this week Erin. We are still without yes, Michelle indeed. for hopefully only one more week and then we'll have her back. Uh, we're hoping soon we'll have her, her thoughts on the song a little bit later in the episode. We miss but- you, Michelle. We do. I, I thoroughly miss having all three of us in, yeah. in the same conference together. Most definitely. Um, it, it, it's it's sad. Um, I, I we'll let the we'll let her in the door when she comes back. We we won't make her stand out in the cold. Uh, but <laughs> but for now, instead of giving her the cold shoulder, let's focus instead on you, Aaron. Yes. What album is this song from? Well, it's a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that so could be a trick. That drastically limits it. Uh, I'm guessing, and I don't recall the name of the album. You'll have to forgive me, but I'm guessing it's off the same album as uh, Christmas Time. Oh yeah, and Deck the Stills, and all those other good ones. We've, we've yes, uh, Bare Naked for the Holidays. Bare Naked for the Holidays. Yeah, it is indeed. There's it, not a trick. It, it could go in another album though. Like I could see this being. Uh, in the same album as uh, Adrift, what was that? Was that um, oh, all uh, all uh, Bare Naked Ladies are me, are me, yeah. It's got that kind of feel to it, yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of interesting because it's not a highly Christmassy tune. Like it, it has a a slight Christmassy feel, but it could be there for other parts of the year as well. Um, it just because it has some some themes of Christmas to it and, and talks about. Well, it says now it's almost Christmas Eve, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely about Christmas and it's it's around Christmas Eve, right? But I agree, like, though it's it's beyond. It's not just a Christmas song, and I think it's a beautiful song of of mistakes and deception, of of forgiveness and reunion. I think it's really interesting. So uh, let, let's dive into this song. Before we get too far into me just talking about how, whether or not I like this song, um, Aaron, break it down for us. All right, let's break it down. Break down, break down, break down. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. Okay, Footprints was recorded at approximately 108 beats per minute. It is in the key of G major. Uh, the structure is interesting. It's not a typical kind of pop rock song structure per se. 
Uh, you have the intro, which we'll call the A section. The verse is also really the A section. It's the same changes. In fact, much of this tune is the same chord changes over and over. Uh, although there is some kind of variation that kind of bounce here and there, but it, it almost entirely a one four five song. Um, if you look at the verse structure, you get like a C to G. Pardon me, a C to D to G to D to G. So it's bouncing from the four to the fifth, to the one, to the fifth, to the one, up and down. Sometimes you get C, D, C, G, so one, five, four, one. Um, and variations on that, one, four, five. But it's, uh, you know, it's still very much a one, four, five kind of song. It's, it's, there's nothing uh, groundbreaking or, or uh, you know, exotic about the chords. Um, no, it's very simple. Yeah, but you get like a intro, verse, uh, so you get, let's see, let's see, it's, uh, intro, verse one, verse two, uh, chorus slash bridge, uh, which I thought it was the chorus when they first hit it, but they don't come back to it, and it's the only section that's really different, so I'm more inclined to call it a bridge, uh, but that's our B section, it's really the only other section in the song as far as chord changes are concerned, which you get a D, G, A, B, F, E, which is a five, one, two three six seven but interestingly enough i'm not even really sure that's what they're doing here because it almost implies a key chain uh pardon me a key change uh, to i think b minor which it enters through the move to the f which is the fifth degree of that key so you can resolve down to b minor as the tonic i am um, i think there's an implied key change there it changes the feel quite a bit uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say that it is a key change to b minor um Coming out of that, they hit the G chord and they play the same riff twice. So you get it first time playing over the minor feel, and then they're hammering that G chord, and it's a G major, and it's, it changes the way that you hear that same riff at the end. Uh, the standing in the snow, they say, standing in the snow, standing in the snow, and it's the same vocal line twice but the second time it doesn't sound so minor or sad it's kind of uplifting uh, because you get that change back to g major so that's kind of interesting and and then we go back to first three verse four so you get a again a again and the outro is also the a changes so it's a a b a a or if you don't count the intro sorry it's a a a b a a a or if you don't count the intro and the outro it's a a b a a Either way, it's a palindrome, which I like. <laughs> appeals to my sense of uh, symmetry. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, at first I was a little frustrated by the lack of changes in the song. You know, you get a a a a. You get that a section a lot, and it's mostly one four five. Um, but I also kind of started to think about it in the context of what it was, which is it's a Christmas tune, and you get a lot of tunes right. like Christmas tunes, especially. Where it's just the same thing over and over. Like, think of the 12 days of Christmas or, like, Deck the Halls and stuff like that. Simply, yeah, they keep repeating. Simply having a wonderful yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one is not only an earworm, but it will eat a hole into your head. Well, I don't want to get involved <laughs> in any holy wars here. <laughs> but um, a lot of, especially traditional, like, carols are very repetitious. Um, so it sort of fits in with that thematically. Um I don't know. It just, I felt a little bit, it kind of reminds me of one of those nondescript, vaguely holiday sounding songs that they play in like a mall or a department store that never really go anywhere. Uh, I suppose the lyrics and the B section kind of save it from falling into that level of banality. 
Um, right. I would have to because the lyrics aren't some well, aren't that's, basic. That's, yeah, and, that's, aren't, and do go somewhere. I, I think, and interestingly enough, we talked about this before. How I'm more of a music guy, and you might be more of a lyrics guy, or maybe you're you're the bridge in between. I think Bobby's the lyrics guy, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think the lyrics are more interesting than the musical content. I don't think the musical content is bad, um, but I would have to compare it to something like Christmas Time. Oh yeah, which I actually do prefer to this song musically. Um, it's no deck the stills, that's for sure. <laughs> that's that's my breakdown. <laughs> Here's what I think is interesting. Like you, would, it, it sounds like a really simple song. Right. But lyrically, let's talk about the rhyme scheme for a moment. If it rhymes, I'm going to put a similar letter to it for people who don't remember basic poetry back in high school. So in the first verse, we have A, B, A, B, A, C, B, B. So what we have there is, and the reason I threw a C in there is we have in there two lines throughout the song that don't rhyme with anything. And I didn't pick up on it until I was right typing this mm. out, which talks a lot to how the song can actually catch you that it doesn't make you listen for those rhymes but it's interesting that they're so he goes a b a b a c b b and then we got a b a b a a b b a b a b a c b b is this how you feel when i start talking about the, the chords <laughs> and stuff because no i i, 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 I there are times it's, it's but, the lines rhyme with each other they have the rhyme scheme uh but yeah yeah i didn't even think well the about, rhyme scheme that we usually look yeah. to is a b a b a b a b or a a b b a a b b where they consistently stick to it but he doesn't within the same verse he goes from a b a b to then switching to a double a double rhyme in a row and then a double rhyme in a row and does that throughout the next two of them and then throughout the song twice there are two that don't have any rhymes at all i was going to say if i'd paid more attention in english class in high school but i honestly did pay quite a bit of attention i i just think it's, <laughs> it's the years and the alcohol probably but uh, i i know that this is this is quite potentially um i don't think it's like a sonnet or anything like that but it may be a it may be a known form so if you're listening out there poetry fans and you recognize this rhyme scheme go ahead and google the lyrics to footprints that, that Tracy's talking about. Let us know. Yeah. I'd be very curious to see if this is like a variation on a known rhyme scheme or if it's just him kind of going off page here. But I, yeah, I agree. It's not a not as straightforward as a lot of their songs are. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so let's talk about the words yeah. themselves for a second. Let's. I mean, let's talk about the lyrics and and the story that this song tells. Um, it's it's a partially happy story, but it's about a narrator who's not perfect mm -hmm. we have again this narrator in the story talking about the other person who uh, the, the woman in the story who is very nice or we at least he is portrayed nicely by the narrator and the narrator is showing faults of their own and admitting to those faults to give is better than to deceive well and a fitting end for the fool that I was and so many little things in there like saying about how how mistaken he was and that the fight was his fault yeah no it's definitely um a mea culpa song the interesting thing to me is the imagery in the song and I, I think it's an apt metaphor to compare 
you know, feeling um, maybe left outside of someone, uh, access to someone who makes you feel good and makes you feel warm and loved and being out in the snow on your own, you know. Um, and as someone who grew up in New England, <laughs> where I have been out in the snow <laughs> on my own before, it's not, it's a pretty desolate feeling. It's almost, uh, it's almost like the other polar opposite of being you know, in the desert alone. You know, I mean, you have the two extremes: the the fire and ice. Um, it's and then coming in out of the cold and feeling like a warm room, you know, with, with a hearth and a fire, or even just you know, like uh, <laughs> even some some well, duct grateful. heating. Yeah, just feeling good. You know, um, you know what my because f- he says what? like now they've got this party going yeah. on and he's surrounded by the people yeah. and. But his point is like you could have left me out yeah. there. I deserved it, but instead I get to be in here with so you and enjoying I think this. And thank gratitude you. is the the best uh, word to describe the emotions that I get from this song. Uh, you know, you know what my yeah. favorite line is actually, Tracy. I would love to hear it. Couldn't move, and this is how you found me. So as our footprints disappeared, snow erasing how I came to be here. I don't know about mm. you, but I heard it as snow, like there's no. There's no erasing oh. how I came to be here. So I think it's a play on words, or maybe it's just how it I heard definitely it. definitely could be. no erasing how I came to be here. I like that. It's like, I can't make up for what I've done. Uh, I understand, you know, that there's a reason why maybe uh, I was on the outs with you or, you know, whatever this is a metaphor for, um, you know. But uh, now I've got nowhere to go and standing in the snow looking for understanding right so uh yeah i I thought that the the lyrics definitely elevate it a little bit above where i probably might have rated it otherwise it's not that i disliked the song um no it was very simple yeah there was there wasn't a lot for me to dig my you know kind of sink my teeth into musically (laughs) um which is not always a bad thing again i i dig simplistic stuff a lot of the time i have written a song that is entirely one chord before so like i i would be it would be hypocritical of me to say ah but um you know yeah it, well jack black and, and they just gave her the one note song before so, well they bend it too <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it's just you know it didn't hold my attention too much musically but it wasn't bad it was certainly around average at least and then i think the the lyrics elevated it slightly from from there after listening to this a number of times mm-hmm. one of the things that hits me is depending on how long the story is that takes place in the song so depending on the duration of the song right it has a very stalkery feel if if it's about resolving an immediate fight not so bad like he just followed her home after they fought and he's just standing outside then she lets him in after an hour that's not stalkery that's not creepy that's just like him being devoted and actually respecting her by staying outside um some people actually said like she locked him out there's none of that in the in the song like it says nowhere in there that that she locks him out matter of fact it implies that he stays outside on his own that he can't move and this is where you found me so it's it's kind of he can't move because of the way he feels not that she forced him to Hmm. but if this fight if they've been broken up for like a month and he's just standing outside in the snow staring at the house (laughs) well that'd be a little creepy you know yeah that, Do you think yeah, it's a little creepy it's now. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like sting. John Cusack holding the, uh, like, <laughs> the yeah, holding the the uh, boombox up. But for months, it depends on what's the intention. How does the other person take it? Well, that's and then how long it goes. That's on. a whole other conversation. And I wish that Michelle were here to lend her her opinion on that because that to me the the 
the difference between you know creepy and endearing is first of all mostly intent but also as you say it also exists in the mind of whomever is on the receiving end of this so you know, I mean, it's up to them to kind of, you know, interpret the intent and then fly. I, I mean, I would, I would think based on the way that the lyrics in the song go, since the person has been let back in, that it sounds like a positive thing on both ends. But <laughs> I would agree with yeah. you, and I would, I would assume just by the feel of the song and and the way it goes that it was a fight that had just happened that they're resolving. Yeah, but. After listening to it so many times, your mind does wander and go down these really deep paths. It goes down that dark cable guy route. <laughs> like, how how off can I make this song at this point? And my brain went pretty off. So <laughs> I now want to make the horror movie of this well, song. Yeah, I was literally... Or the dark comedy of this song where he's out there doing I was that. just about to mention the different trailers that people make of like children's movies that they like put creepy music in and sound effects <laughs> and they make them look like horror films, you know? So what you gotta do is you gotta make it like days pass, yes. like he's standing out there with the box, but take the song and now you slow it down and warp it. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna lock that in. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that with the computer if I have time this week. <laughs> and just make it sound like it's menacing. <laughs> I'm into it. And then put in the like creepy music in the background. Dun, 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 dun. I stood and watched the lights go out while the snowflakes settled all around me. Danny Elfman remix. <laughs> All right, I took this down a really bad path, so I'm going to turn this back around to this really beautiful song. I think it is. It's it is gorgeous song. to listen to. It's relaxing and calming, which is funny because it's such a sad kind of song in many ways for the first mm. half of it. And, it. and it has redemptive values, but the first half of it, it's, it's kind of a happy, relaxing song, and you don't know why because he's, he's lost this person. Yeah. Hey everybody, I really do hope you love Bare Naked ABCs. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. I just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. One PodCoin for every 10 minutes that you listen. Then you turn that pod coin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. And if you're a good person, you could even donate that pod coin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. I don't know about you. I listen to a lot of podcasts during the week. I have a lot of writing to do. So I'm earning money the whole time I'm listening to podcasts. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android have a special code for you simply for using our code bare naked you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up and if you listen to enough of us and other people you can get a cappuccino or starbucks or amazon gift card on us so go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code bare naked should we throw it over to michelle I'm going to throw this over to Michelle, and then we're going to go for a rating. Okay. 
Michelle, what are your thoughts on this song? Hi, guys. This is Michelle with my thoughts on Footprints for this week. I like this song. I have to say, I like Bare Naked for the Holidays. That's one of my favorite holiday albums. Um, and this song is great. And I have to say, I like it because it's got that slightly melancholy holiday song, where did it all go wrong kind of feel to it. Um, and this is when I, you know, I love how Ed does this kind of thing. This is the kind of song from Ed that I like. You know, it's sort of like reflective and hopeful, but a little bit on the sad side. And I had to think when I was listening to this song, this reminds me of another kind of outside looking in song. And Tracy, you might know, um, I was thinking it was Christmas Picks from Jim. I thought it was a Jim song that this was reminding me of, but I don't know if that's the right one. Um, I know we did it not that long ago, but it was sort of that I'm outside looking at the world, looking inside the windows, and I'm out here, and everybody else is inside, um, and I can't put my... I can't put my finger on it. I thought it was Christmas picks, but I don't think it's that. Um, but anyway, I like Footprints. It's it's good. You know, it's got that nice feel to it. Um, that sort of holiday sipping scotch with ice. Um, you know, as the lights are twinkling behind you and the glasses are clinkling. That sort of thing. Fantastic. Thanks, Michelle. I completely agree <laughs> with everything you said. Could not have yeah. said it better. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to delete everything I've said in this episode. <laughs> just, she just made yeah, me sound I like mean, a she fool. She completely invalidated both of our opinions. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron, zero to five. How many footprints do you give this song? So, again, I, I think musically it's about average, maybe slightly above. Um, I think that the lyrics do elevate it quite a bit. And I was looking at uh, some of the things that I had previously read. I think of the Christmas-themed songs, obviously Deck the Stills I love just as a piece of like humor and, and originality and creativity. So that's the, I think that's the highest one I've rated yet. Um, I didn't like it quite as much as Christmas Time. Oh, oh yeah, and it's interesting because I actually went back and listened to that afterwards because I wanted to make sure that I was in agreement with that assessment. And I stand by that. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I listened to a few other songs that I kind of thought gave me similar feelings as far as like how I, I felt about them and, and where they were quality-wise. And um, I, I found myself listening to Care Less and 2020, 2020 <laughs> hindsight. That's not a, a pun or anything, but just 2020 hindsight and care less were two songs that I kind of gravitated towards as much as like, I think I would put it around here and I do. So I'm going to give it a solid three, let's call it rosebuds <laughs> for, okay, for so Citizen Kane fans. <laughs> that's a deep so, cut so you're there. you're not saying that's a yeah. deep cut. That is a very deep cut. <laughs> so you're not saying that looking back on your score, you couldn't care less about. Well, with twenty twenty hindsight, I couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would give it a solid three rosebud toboggans, um, and All go right. see Citizen Kane if you haven't. Get some cultured people. <laughs> so, Michelle, how many how many footsteps do you give this song? Um, so I'm going to give this song a 3.5. You know, it's decent. It's good. It doesn't require a lot of you as a listener, 
but it still kind of hits you in the feels. So I give it a 3.5 and I hope you all are doing great. Oh, okay. You know, I was not expecting that, Michelle. Um, probably because I, I haven't heard what you have to say yet. <laughs> Shattering the grand illusion, I know. We've already acknowledged she's the not The fourth here. wall has yeah. been blown to shreds. Come home to the taste of shattering the grand illusion. <laughs> so, I like this song. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite song mm-hmm. of B&L's to begin with. It's not my favorite song on the CD, either. It's not. It's not a bad song, though. I, I definitely like it better than a lot of songs. Um, and for all the... It, it has a Christmassy mm-hmm. feel. It's relaxing. If it comes on, I'm not going to change it. Um, but I also don't seek it out. Uh, it is on my playlist because I do enjoy it when it comes on. But it's not like I know all the sound, all the all the words to the song. Given all of that, and and comparing it to where the other song, the other music is, and my ratings for the other songs, I'm gonna have to give this a, a three point seven five. Okay, nice. How about you, Michelle? And we already oh, we already threw it. That's right. Michelle. She already gave her rating. <laughs> I mean, of course she it did. Was I was here to hear that. It was, and she, yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it was the best rating was, out of all of us. Like, it agree, totally made yeah. sense. Do you like gaming? Do you like technology? Do you like movies and TV? Well, if you do, then Hazardous Verbal Waste is the podcast for you. With your host, Shiro-Chan, we delve into the world of news articles covering every aspect of TV, movies, video games, emerging technology, anything you can think of that nerds and geeks would like, this podcast has it. So why don't you go ahead and subscribe? Available on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are available. Remember, hazardous verbal waste. It's the podcast for you. So, the appearance for this week, of course, I'm going to try to make it match up. Um, and it's actually, a, to go with the sweetness of the song, it's actually a really sweet story. Every year, there's an event called the Holiday Train Tracks. Um, they've been doing this, I want to say, for about 18 years at this point. Um, and what they do is they have holiday trains that go to a number of different cities across Canada and the United States. And there are 14 brightly decorated holiday rail cars with a lot of different festive themes. Uh, and they modify the, the box cars so that they become traveling stages for the performers hmm. with hundreds of thousands of LED Christmas lights. And the musicians traveling at the board to play, uh, on the train, will play more than 150 free concerts from the two boxcars that have been changed into rolling stages. Um, And it was launched in 1999. And as of 2013, and I haven't gotten 
more updated information than this. They have raised over $7.4 million and 3 million pounds of food. And where this goes is it goes for the local community's food drives. And it, they so when they roll up to a community, they actually will donate all the food and money that has raised at that site to a local food bank at that area. It's a free event, but people just bring non-perishable food and cash donations. And it's amazing that they do this. In 2010, they weren't able to be on the train. But what they did for is they also released uh, holiday the holiday train tracks, released a CD, and they donated one of the songs from this album to the holiday train tracks CD so that they could, you know, once again, gather all this money to give to good charities. So it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a nice, feel-good, amazing thing that happened to give. And they still have this going on, at least as of last year, it was still happening. Um, and they haven't updated the website, of course, in the middle of August for this year. But I would have to believe that they're going to continue doing this. Um, so please go. I'm going to put the website up. Go see if there's any that are going near you. They do come to ones in upper uh, the United States as well as throughout Canada. Go see this wonderful free concert that you can donate money to with the bright railroad cars. I wish they were near me so that way I would be able to bring the kids to see it because it's actually a really cool idea and a great way to raise money for, for a great charity. All right. <laughs> I can't really add to that. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to put up there two different versions of this song. Oh, yeah, that's one right. that was performed live yeah. um, and one that came off the CD because it's actually the Footprints song yeah. was the one that they donated to the CD that year. But the one that they did live actually has a Christmas story yep, from I Jim, like which is really cool. <laughs> it's a nice little like once again. Makes you feel happy and smile, and it's, it's you know, cool. Tracy. Um, I think that might be part of why I rated this a little higher than I might have otherwise. You know, I might have been a two point eight or nine, but just having that little like personal touch of the story, it reminded me of uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby doing the <laughs> the little drummer yes. boy and they're talking beforehand. <laughs> so I don't know. I like it appealed to me. <laughs> so. I think that's really cool that they did. They do all this donating for all these people that are poor and, and having trouble, especially around the holidays. Mm. But I hope that you guys come back next week so we can review the next song for you. What would that be, Tracy? Oh, the song is for you. Oh, well, I, I mean, I appreciate that very much. But what's the song? Well, it, it's for you. Okay, you're starting to really confuse me here, Tracy. I, I just want to know the name of the song for you are you having a stroke <laughs> i feel like i'm in total no, recall the... and you keep saying two weeks <laughs> no the, the, the name of the song oh the song is, is for named you for you i see okay right right, sorry. right. it's named for Aaron, you a it's Abbott called Aaron. Costello. oh okay <laughs> why didn't we review it back in the a's <laughs> oh i i got it off off the list okay <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize it. So. We'll come back next week, folks, when we review Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. 
Except maybe